welcome to the latest episode of the Pets at Home Puppy Podcast. I should be used to saying that by now. Pets at Home Puppy Podcast. And this time round, we are going to be talking about play preferences with your puppy and also particular toys, shapes, sizes, smells, different ranges that um, are sold at Pets at Home. And joining me this episode, we have Claire Gavin, who's the Innovation Director at Pets at Home. Hello, Claire. Hi there, Kate. Uh, thanks for joining us. And um, just to keep it really complicated, we've also got another Claire. We've got Claire North, our regular contributor, who's our expert in training and behaviour, and she's from North Canine Training. So welcome both. Thanks for coming. So I suppose to kick off, if I can start with you, Claire North. Hello. Hello. Why do puppies become so obsessed with their toys? I mean, is it the smell, colour, shape, size? What? Why, are, why do puppies need toys? I know that's a stupidly obvious question because they're babies, but is, is that why they just need interaction and, and, and curiosity and yeah, so a little engagement. bit of all this. So play is a really, really natural behaviour. So it's an expression of natural behaviour for them. It's it's stimulating. It's fun. You'll see, obviously, when they play and they enjoy it. All of the things that you mentioned are important. So smell, a lot of the toys now have got a, a, a scent in there that encourages the dog into them to play with. A lot of dogs like that. What sort of smell? What, um, we, what, we tell you, what are we thinking about? <laughs> Meat? Meaty yeah. smells? So I believe that some of the Nylabone range is bacon flavour or cheese flavour. Claire, Claire, let's bring bacon you in on that. cheese, we've got beef, <laughs> mint. Really? Yeah, vanilla. Oh, do dogs like mint? Mm, well, it's good for breath freshening. Yeah, that's well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, that's yeah, essential, isn't it? <laughs> it's um, you know, you're a little bit torn when you smell it. Some of it smells quite nice, like <laughs> don't gnaw the bone, that kind of thing. So bacon, cheese. What was the other one you said? Beef. Yeah, we um, we've got some um, mint. We've got some vanilla. There's lots of different flavors you can get. There's so, um, one one company that will do kind of dessert flavors as well. I was well. going to say you've got yeah, you've got yeah, your yeah. main and you've got your dessert yeah. with your absolutely mint. absolutely. Oh, nice. So sorry, crack on. Yeah, so um, that's they're good as well because in puppies you use a lot of food, food for training, treats, things like that. They're something that you can often engage puppy in but without always having to use food. So that's right. quite a nice thing. Shape, texture is really important. So for some dogs, they're going to not like something that's like harder in their mouth or got like spiky bits and things like that. Some is dogs, that particular for puppies? I mean, if you've got a bit of... Have- be more gentle or is it more important it, to get it, them used to it early or it's a little bit breed specific okay and then also a little bit personal to the individual dog some dogs just don't like it yeah some dogs just and some dogs like it so you just have to i think there's a lot of playing about with puppy toys mm. getting a range and yeah. letting the dog basically try a few what mm. it likes go get more of that mm. you can't necessarily look at a dog and think that dog is large breed it'll be a powerful chewer it probably will but it might not and therefore you need to there's no point in giving him things that he doesn't really like so engaging in things that he's going to naturally enjoy because that's the whole point of giving him toys that he likes them okay so is there any claire gavin when i'm going to keep saying your surname otherwise it's going to come really really uh confusing claire gavin so when you are considering ranges of puppy toys is that do you bear in mind the breed or is it more a specific psychological thing uh to do with puppies that you take into consideration when thinking about 
particular specific puppy ranges of toys? What, 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 what's the kind of thinking behind it? Well, to build on Claire's point, we know that at this stage of uh, puppy development, you, you can't define a particular preference of toy. No. I agree exactly. And, and, you know, looks can be deceiving. You can have a, a huge, beautiful Alsatian who would just like a cuddly toy. So it's good to have a choice. And I agree that what we try to do is sell a range of toys that suit all different styles of play, different levels of interaction, and, you know, things like teething toys, things that keep your the puppy's gums and teeth clean, you know, when they're growing, uh, things that interact with different noises for them, different textures. Oh, let's, let's, um, stop, let's stop you there at noises. Mm. What kind of, what, is it the general squeak? Do you, do you have something there that we can... I, yeah. I can see you've got, Claire's got a really interesting box of toys next to her and I haven't, I am not allowed to go and delve into it yet. So uh, <laughs> we've got this little latex, um, latex hippo. He's got a squeak in him, but equally, we've got oh, this, uh, Wainwright's toy. <laughs> we've so got... he has a crackle effect and a squeaker in his head, so. Oh, he's good. Let me describe him. So what I've got here, I've got a Wainwright just for puppy. What's he called? He's uh, Teether Feet Frankie Fox. I can't read that. <laughs> Tea the feet, Frankie Fox. So we've got a really cute little fluffy toy, uh, Grey Fox, who's from the Wainwrights range, and he's got the crinkly. What is that inside? Is that like plastic? Like a, a plasticky. Yeah. Yeah, and they like they like the texture and the, and the noise. The noise. Of that. Some, with, some some dogs, you know, it's a bit like having a, a bean bag filled with um, beans. That some dogs love that and find it really restful. Some dogs hate the noise of it. So yeah. it's really. Every dog is different. Yeah. It's really understanding your dog, isn't it? And what yeah, they absolutely. love. Is it the mouthfeel as well? What's that? Is that called umami? Is that mouthfeel? Is that, yeah. yeah. Is it some, something to do with the either whether it's rubber or... I think so. But yeah, so some dogs love the crunch of plastic bottles. We sell quite a lot of toys where you can pop your water bottle in. And, and you know, once it's it's destroyed, because, you know, no toy is indestructible, just of pop course. another, pop another yeah, bottle in. Really and I, don't, I don't know. Do you know, Claire, what, what makes them like bottles? I, I really <laughs> don't know. Do you know what? I don't really know, but all puppies like bottles. Yeah, and it's even funny, still it? now, my two-year-old dog will actually favour a plastic bottle still now to play with. So oh, we'll, just, we'll just swipe over that part. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, Anna, um, she, it, it's the noise, I think. It's yeah, the noise right. and, and it, it's that crunching. And so what you're saying is it's like a, a hot water bottle cover. The toy will actually be a, a, an empty Indeed. inside that you can then insert Indeed. your own Indeed. recyclable plastic yeah. bottle and just keep doing it. That's a brilliant yeah. idea. Yeah, but I think it's idea. about having lots of different levels of stimulation for the puppy so that mm -hmm. they can explore and you begin to bond with them and see what works for them. And then, you know, as they grow up, you learn what their real preference is. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, it's like if we were to have the same toy for the whole time, we would get bored with yep, it. So you, you don't want them to habituate anything, really, do you? You no. want to have a range that you keep swapping in and out so that they are learning different disciplines with the toys as well. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Well, that leads on to, um, will, will a puppy eventually grow out of its toys or a particular toy? I mean, you said, yes, they'll get bored with a toy, but do they ever grow out of toys or do you have to sort of transition them from puppy toys to more sort of teenage adult toys is there any sort of area where at some point you're going to stop giving them one thing and give them another thing because it's more beneficial to their growing or their, their psychology yeah so I think that their toy preference might change and again that'll be a little bit individual to the dog so they might need bigger toys 
some dogs will need stronger toys. Some dogs will just need a bigger version of their puppy toy. And again, as, as they grow in age, so some dogs do serious up a little bit when they get to adulthood, so 18-month, two-year-old, and they do play less, I would say. Mm. But I think mostly all dogs still play mm. to a certain degree. I think what we have to be careful is or mindful of is that we don't naturally assume that because the dog is now adult that we take toys away or we don't mm. let the dog, we sort of don't want to play. No, they still enjoy I think play, it's super they? important. Yeah, One of the main things that adult dogs enjoy is play with you and interaction mm. with you with their toys. Mm. So it probably changes a little bit, I would say. But, but no, I think that all dogs... Definitely all three of my adult dogs play with their toys. Mine's just daft as a brush. He, he, just, he just turns into a puppy. Once he's eaten, that's it, leaping around, like a, just goes nuts and just brings every single toy. He's spoiled, so he's got about 15 toys at the moment into the room. Talking of brushes, actually, I was going to say, why do some puppies, we've just touched upon this before and you were talking about water bottles and, again, how we've got this brilliant product that you can put water bottles in. Why is it that some puppies prefer other objects and not a toy, as in a toilet brush? Why do they go and get the toilet brush, a clean, may I add, clean, immaculate toilet brush from the toilet and run around with that or, you know, a washing up cloth? Why, why, do, they, why do they actually sort of like focus on, on particular things and what can you do to sort of take it out of their hands, paws and give them a toy instead? Yeah, so... Probably in that instance where the dog is, it, it, so it's more of a stolen item. So it could be a texture thing. Could just like get a thrill from looking stuff. Is that what I say? Brush, I don't know. Um, but also, don't forget what happens is as soon as that dog steals something, it engages you yeah. because you want ah, it back. Yeah, <laughs> so right. I think most often yeah. that's usually a bit of come on, come on, Tension play with me, play with me. Yeah. Look, look at me, I've got the tea towel, yeah. and then they're running about around the kitchen table and all that kind of thing. Right. So I, I would say probably engagement that's what we're looking yeah. for there. but I think one one thing you can do to really help your puppy and avoid those situations mm. is have a toy box that's got lots of different toys in because that gives them somewhere to go to select the toy that happens to be their favorite at any particular time and it might be you coming home from work and you'll find that they'll run to the toy box find their favorite item and they'll bring it to you yes which is much better than them taking your toilet brush yes absolutely yeah i think anything is better than the dog that's probably worst case scenario so come on i want to look i want to look in your in your in your magic box of toys claire what else have we got in there can you talk us through some other things that you have there and why they're made like they are you know i always think one of the sweetest things is when a dog has a comfort toy just a soft plush toy it's a bit like us having our favorite teddy bear Mm -hmm. and most of the toys that we sell that are comfort toys will have a squeaker in them so this little (laughs) piggy we're looking uh, at a stripy stripy gray piggy Um, he looks gorgeous his little pink nose yeah so he has a squeaker in his head but ultimately he is not for tough play he's just sort of to be loved and carried around And, and lots of dogs just take these to their bed with them don't they it's like a bedtime companion what are they are they like would you describe it as a plush they're plush toys aren't yeah. they Softies, yeah. plushies. it's the equivalent of our teddy bear isn't it really? yeah yeah nice soft fabric yeah let me squeak his head where's the squeaker oh yeah yeah it's definitely <laughs> in the head folks just checking that we do um a lot of rope toys we i think the the properties of rope to get in between the teeth and around the gums to keep them clean and get rid of the plaque and the tartar is a really great thing so one of our best-selling puppy toys is a as a rope bone and i think the more people understand the functionality of it and what it does the benefits to the the dental condition in that puppy the better so that's little wainwright's reindeer as it happens um with a rope body but i think also 
this reindeer has um, a blue and a yellow antler. Ah, yes. Yeah. Talk, talk us through that. Talk us the about the colours, blue and yellow. Yeah, the reason we've done that is because dogs see only those two colours in any particular clarity just because of the way that their eyes are made up. We see far more colours along the spectrum, as you know. Um, for them, most of their toys are seen in, in a greyish kind of hue. But they can so, see blue and yellow? Yes, oh, apparently yes. so, apparently. So we actually have a range in store called Rough and Tough and all of those toys are blue and yellow predominantly so that they are extra stimulating visually for the dogs. Oh, that's really interesting. And I was actually going to go... Um back on the point of the rope toy I'm glad you confirmed that as well because my dog hates dented treats he went he, he just doesn't doesn't care for them at all and so I always give him rope toys which is fantastic to hear that so very good but, for slimming um, as yeah. well, well yeah. <laughs> yeah. And for sure, so just thinking about puppy as well puppies are going to be teething from 16 weeks so four months to six months right so all the baby teeth are going to come out all the new teeth are going to come through they're going to gain four extra teeth in every quarter does of their mouth yeah some sail through it some are a little bit more needy about it but the big thing that they're going to seek out in that time generally speaking is rope because it's the thing that they can get at the back of their mouth gnaw on get their baby teeth out get their big teeth coming through so i would always obviously watch them with it that they don't swallow loads of it but i would always have rope about the place with puppies oh, yeah. Great idea, yeah. great idea. And I was going to say that it's really important that puppies, because of their their new teeth and actually the teeth that they lose, the toys aren't too hard. So everything yeah. we sell is not as hard as an adult toy. So if you've got a, um, I always think terriers have such sharp teeth. If yeah. you have something like um, a TPR ring like this one, it's much softer. What's and TPR? Is so TPR is tub rubber? rubber. It's a clearish tinted rubber, but the teeth kind of bounce out of that more. You can use foam as they get older as well, or just rubber. So when teeth are really sharp and they really can pierce things and rip things apart the best quality rubber is a really good good option but again these rubber toys that we've got here are just a lot softer for puppies so that we're not actually getting their teeth stuck in anything okay. and, yeah, and that's pulling it. them out before time so what we've really? got here sorry claire what we've got here is a uh, a tpr very soft beautiful rubber ring with but strong um, enough but strong enough yeah. to bounce and yeah. um, give them something decent to chew and it's got lots of spikes on it so therefore that's going to go get into the nooks and crannies of their mouth and teeth and clean them and also uh attached to the rubber pink ring is a lovely stripy pig's head which has got a there you go another squeaky brilliant i'm just gonna make a little note there as well about just to follow on from what you were saying, Claire, about the, when they're teething, deer antlers. Mm. I know it's not necessarily relevant to what we're chatting about here, but a lot of people give them to puppies bad for they're their bad, teeth yeah. when their teeth are coming yeah. through. Not a thing to do. Yeah. And I think it's the same thing if you if you use an adult rubber toy or a nylon toy. They are too, too hard, hard for yeah, the puppy at for that sure. time. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. so those kind of products, great for dogs, adult dogs. There's nothing yeah. wrong with those products. It's just... just be aware when when your puppy is small and their teeth are growing that you there are specific things that you need to think about and if in doubt always go for the puppy ranges don't don't just buy a generic dog toy yeah because so, there are reasons for yeah absolutely yeah. so over six months so after six months got his big teeth that's fine but yeah. pre that softer stuff definitely yeah yeah i agree and i guess you know it's it's you have to remember that a different breeds of puppy get larger quicker um so 
I guess you don't always want to be looking at small toys. You need to move into adult toys, you know, come back. We have a, a selection that we change many, many times a year. We have new innovations that we bring to the UK from wherever in the world we found them. Different shapes, different textures, different functionalities. And I think actually keeping it fresh and keeping them inspired is important too. Although I think the old mallard, squeaky mallard, will oh, always gosh, be yes. a favourite. Yes, <laughs> Even if and you're a puppy. I know. <laughs> And not to forget that all the ranges are, I'm sort of stating the obvious here, but when you're going to store, if you're not, if you're not sure, do ask a store colleague, mm, mm. do ask a member of the in-store team. And also everything is pretty much labelled. I mean, I'm just looking at the things here. I mean, it does, most of the labels do explain what ranges. It says just for puppy. It says what it's made of. You know, it's pretty much says on the tin what it does. So all of these toys are very, very clearly signed. And again, if you've got any any issues with your choice, because there are plenty to go from yeah. <laughs> in store, always always ask a, a member of the install team, and then they'll be more than happy to help you. But as I say, there's everything's pretty much clear on the labelling of, of of what you need. And and so our major ranges for puppy, Claire, correct me if I'm wrong, it's the just for puppy range. Is that the main puppy range? Yes, and that spans across um, all the different play preferences, be it a comfort range, be it a sort of more junior-based, a little bit bright colours, um, you know, a bit more fun, a bit more chew rubber oriented. And we have our Wainwrights range in there as well. And they have different um, textures as well. Worthwhile saying also that there are really no defined standards of toy testing that uh, anyone has to work to. Right. Like if you put a CE mark on a child's toy, there are very stringent standards that that toy and testing that toy has to uh, mm. pass. So that doesn't apply European standards for right now for, for pet toys. No, no, but, but you um, do pets go at into... home. Yeah, the, the testing that we do on the, on our toys is extreme. So you can really rest assured that you're buying something that is safe and well-designed appropriate to the puppy's needs and has been tested to the eighth degree so i remember um we did a feature oh gosh it was probably over a year ago now and it was and um, we interviewed i think it was mandy one of your toy yes, testers yes. you have a specific toy That's testing right, team yes. don't you yes yes and they they had um collars and leads that they were hanging like ginormous weights off Absolutely. to make sure that you know they were they were um strong enough for fit for purpose and ditto the um toys they yeah. were they're all completely and utterly tested to the eighth degree. So, yeah, I can vouch for that. I've um, interviewed many uh, of your colleagues that, um, that whose basic job is literally to test toys. So, um, yeah, pets at home do go above and beyond when it comes to testing. And I just want to go back to the Wainwrights range because um, not only are they functional, practical, they're also really, really lovely. The, the, the reindeer, the rope reindeer I've got on my hand here, they, they've got this absolutely gorgeous grey tweed fabric that yeah, um, is, nice, is a sort of um, nice. element throughout the range, isn't it? They're absolutely... Yeah. And the colours are lovely. And all your colours are always really bang on trend as well. So even as well as a practical function for your puppies, they actually yeah, they match your home <laughs> decor as well. They're, they're absolutely beautiful items. <laughs> If that is important to your lifestyle, which it shouldn't be. It should just be about the puppy, not the sofa. But yeah, they are very beautiful. So, okay, so we've pretty much covered the main sort of intro of, of the why, what and how. Gavin, you said that not, not all dogs like to play the same way. Mm. So I was just wondering if we could talk about some of the types of play and some of the products that you've got that will encourage or be attractive to dogs that like that particular way of playing. 
Mm, so sure. do you want to kick off with with how you actually define the types of play? Do you have a sort of system of how you guys refer to things or should I just start firing words at you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, I guess what we're, we're trying to do in, in stores is make the ranges just a little bit simpler for people to shop so that they can shop across those the defined play preferences that we work to. And there are many, many different ones, but it's it's important to kind of group them. So yeah. we, we have a range that we call fetch and carry. Okay, what do they um, So entail? literally that might be things that you can chase, things that you can actually retrieve. And that's good for training puppies as well. So um, we do sell um, bull lobbers and we sell a lot of bulls for puppy. I think it is worth saying that it's better to not have your puppy leaping up and trying to catch bulls or actually overexerting them and thinking that, you know, you're you're doing the right thing. Is that because the joints are still growing or...? Yeah, so puppies, um, as as they grow, they grow off plates in their joints, so like people. It's same in, in young children as well. So they've got growth plates in their joints which don't close together. So if puppy is doing heavy sprinting, heavy impact work, what you do is you can damage those growth plates and then you make problems for later in life. So arthritic changes, things like that. You can cause lameness, ligament problems, things like that. So we definitely wouldn't be wanting to do masses of that kind of thing. So there's loads of different ways to play with the dog. But I would be saying that, like, fast sprint work and yeah. jumping yeah, and things absolutely. like that so is sorry, not yeah. a good no. one. So, sorry, do. back to what you were saying, Claire. Yeah. But then, you know, actually being able to roll a ball a distance and getting the dog to go and, and run after it mm. and bring it back to you is a great interaction and way of, of bonding, but also training your puppy as well. We have um, shake and wrestle toys. So we know that dogs love long toys that they can flap around the place so in our adult section we've got some giant very soft plush caterpillars and how big oh gosh they're like <laughs> a, a meter, meter long bit. oh wow yeah, really yeah. oh proper big but some dogs love big toys don't they and yeah. they just love to thrash and wrestle with things so you know you can tug and play with that as well i think at puppy stage it's really important that you don't overly tug and play because of their teeth yeah um so you know that's a good reason to only do that with puppy specific toys as well we have snuggle and cuddle as a category so that's like yeah i know it's so sweet isn't it that's like your bedtime buddy i would say and then one um category that i really really love i think this is so important hopefully you'll agree claire is um discover and learn so we've really got an example in your hand (laughs) really focused on supporting the cognitive development of puppies and also encouraging the owner to create moments where they're playing with the puppy because that creates a bonding and it you know solidifies that relationship which Mm. is so important so we sell a lot of interactive puzzles which puppies love if you go to your training classes you use these as well don't you come on let's get it on the table let's let's move the squeakers out the way i want to see what's in the box do you love a toy so what we've got here we've got the puppy treat puzzle 
for playful puppies, perfect for mental stimulation. Oh, right, okay, I've got you. So what we're looking at is a wooden wooden yellow base yeah. with some round pegs and wheels in red that, that are slotted treats, in. That you pop treats under. Right, so they're so they're, yeah, they're, in, they're hollow and got indentations in and you basically smear that with puppy treat peanut butter or, or fill yeah, it or with a little, a, a little treat under it. Right. And effectively it's hide and seek, isn't it? Yeah, I guess. and then it's there, there, they can push it with their paws and their nose to, to move the parts of the puzzle around and get the food. Yeah. Cool. I'm sorry, I'm obsessed with toys. <laughs> and, that, and that's really good for stimulation as well. That's fabulous. I mean, that would keep my Parsons Terrier amused for hours and he's not even a puppy anymore. <laughs> Mental stimulation is really, really important. Mental stimulation, just briefly, is the bit above... It's the dog's genetic breed needs. So it's not food, water, shelter and exercise because every dog has got a mm. need for that. It's the bit above... That's so the fun part. Yeah, it is the fun part, but it's also the part that if it's not occupied, potentially is the bit that you don't like as much about your puppy yeah. that causes a problem. Yeah, yeah true. So, you know, um, for example, terriers might like to dig. That would be a bit of a breed name. Yep. Uh, gun dog breeds, see spaniels, your Labradors, they like to carry. That's what they do. That's what they're designed for. So giving an appropriate outlet to things like that helps massively with behaviours. So the mental stimulation side, puzzle toys and things like that for me, are a must that one is super that you just described also as well we do and it's so simple the red plastic treat ball yes open it pour some of their breakfast kibble in it give it to them huge fun pushing it around the place bits of food falling out flying about the room that kind of thing and i suppose does that does that stimulate what they kind of be doing in the wild if, if yeah, they were hunting seeking so primeval urges yeah. coming out as well yeah, so it, that's it's so good for them and it's easy to do you know mm. it's not something that's going to take up hours of your day but I love it. it's important yeah cool so that the uh, puppy treat puzzle is from again that's from the just for puppy range and it's quite good because all these toys have got little labels so and um, this has got a little blue box with sensory written on the top so are they are they categorized throughout the range claire have you got like sensory toys or something else yeah, toys comfort. Comfort. there's various different ones that latex one should have one on as well where's my latex we've one? got teething here so oh yeah, look, teething. that's a comfort. So the teething ring is comfort. Mm. We've got uh, the the pig with the ring that I was talking about earlier. He's a comfort toy, and then you've yeah, got a comfort. little. You've got uh, what's this? This is a stripy cow with a hanky for a body, which is a comfort blanket for a body. I'm not selling <laughs> him like very well, but he's very, yeah, it's a ghost cow. <laughs> but um, he's very sweet. They're all very attractive in these white, white and grey stripy bodies that they've got they're very beautiful so you've got comfort toys teething toys sensory toys well yeah you've pretty much covered all bases here i mean it's a fantastic range if you were worried about that there wasn't something for your particular puppy i really wouldn't worry about it folks because um there's absolutely everything here uh, we've even got i do like this um little what's he a rubber blue hippo in the blue again does he squeak yeah <laughs> Jacob, the producer, is going to get really annoyed with me because he's wearing headphones and that's just probably gone right through his ear. <laughs> but yeah, so they're, they're all very, very lovely little things and um, I want to take them all home. Okay, so um, there is another uh, range uh, of toys, section of the toy range, sorry, I should say, which is boredom busters. And of course, you are never on any account supposed to leave your puppy on its own. But if, for example, you've got to go and take a phone call in the other room, say, yeah, or you've got mm -hmm. that important email to write for five minutes you've got to give your puppy something. I mean, is that a good example of, of how and when a board and buster toy would, would be useful? Yeah, I think so. I think so. And and we sell a, a number of them, you know, obviously the Kong 
brand is the most famous. There are lots and lots of different versions of them. Effectively treat dispensers, tough toys that you can fill with a, a paste that is actually formulated for puppies you can even freeze them you know just to make the the filling last longer and actually if it's a hot day the toy becomes a cooling toy as well which is a good idea Um, as well i guess if they've got sore mouths and sometimes these work really well if you have to travel with your puppy as well so you're you may be on a long car journey and actually you can use a board and busting toy as a a diversion for your yeah. your dog or if your dog is not a great car traveler giving it a toy to amuse it and take its mind off the travel is is a good idea i think as well Most yeah definitely. for sure i mean a little bit of occupation so yeah a lot of people might do this like in the morning you're trying to get like ready for work yeah. and kids ready and the dog's running around and it's chaos here's a con yeah go deal with that for a yeah. minute so you don't <laughs> sort of like have to put them away but then they're there but they're occupied mm. um and also in the evenings so you're often finding puppies that that time of day where you maybe want to start and sit down and relax, puppy comes alive because <laughs> it's a puppy, but also <laughs> because you've sat down. So suddenly yeah. the puppy's a little bit like, hang on, it's what's got going your on here? Yeah. Things like that are really good then. A nice stuffed Kong or one of the treat balls. This, what is this? Is it a duck? Is it a chicken? Yeah, Can, you see? Can yeah, I see it? Describe, describe what you got in front of you. Shall I try and do some descriptions? <laughs> yeah, so go this on. is, hang on. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I think it's a chicken. So it's like an egg shape. It's yellow. It's got big googly eyes. It's and essentially and a, a rubber, yellow rubber egg with a chicken face on it. Yeah, squeeze it. What happens? It, nothing. Oh, <laughs> it's hollow. So you're gonna oh put you're gonna God. put the food or the treats in there. Give it to puppy because of the shape of it. It's gonna not just roll. It's yeah. gonna be erratic. So it's gonna be huge fun. I think puppy's gonna bosh that with his foot. It's gonna fly everywhere. That looks like a lot yeah. of fun. I must, I must say as well, <laughs> in the, I must add also in uh, the uh, podcast notes, we will uh, include notes to and links to some or most or some of these toys um, and information on where you can get more info on the ranges that we have in store. So if things like blue hippo and, and yellow egg <laughs> with chicken face on don't make much they, sense. They're not descriptive enough. Yeah, they, they will uh, when, when you check out our podcast notes. So um, this is by no means an exhaustive list because there are hundreds of kinds of toys in store. Mm. So do go and have a proper browse. But now um, we've chatted quite a lot about toys. I just wanted to touch upon the types of play and uh, successful puppy friendships are often based on compatible play styles and not just dogs, but uh, puppies, but for dogs as well. So since dogs naturally prefer to hang out with other dogs who share their idea of fun, be that the same shape, the same type of breed, the, the, the same age, you know, surely a chihuahua is is, is probably going to get knocked about a bit, even in a play fight with a Dalmatian, for example. So, you know, can, can we just talk about the types of play? So I know that tugging is something that some dogs love to do, whether it's um. Uh, toys um, that they just tug on the road or t- a tug of war toy they're not necessarily trying to win they just enjoy the action of pulling which can be great as long as the dogs aren't overly excessive about one particular toy but I know that you ladies wanted to talk about the importance of tugging with puppies because it's not particularly advised to encourage that type of behavior who wants to go first on that <laughs> so I'll come in. Claire or Claire? Claire, <laughs> yeah, Claire or Claire. Right, so tug play is really important. Tug play is relationship building with you and your dog and dogs enjoy it. Some dogs enjoy it, not all. 
but yeah with with younger puppies we have to be really careful the, the big sort of reasons one is teeth what we don't want is that we're basically pulling on a toy too hard and hurting those teeth or damaging them yeah we touched on that earlier didn't we about the teeth the, the other big reason is that so puppies will often come off the toy and go on to you instead yeah. so oh, right, okay. they become a little bit overstimulated and then they work there they kind of bite up the toy <laughs> and then bite your hand yeah um, not good and, and <laughs> or, or they're like transferring that then from the toy onto your jumper or whatever like that so it's important that the dog makes clarity between this is my toy and this is my human barriers <laughs> i should probably not play that with my human i should only play it on my toy so gentle big thing as well in tug play you want to a lot of people tug and they pull the dog's head up and down mm. so up towards the sky down towards the floor this is not good so this is physically not good for the dog side to side left to right slower movements more fluid movements also for the dog that mimics prey behavior so right. it makes it a much more pleasurable game i don't hugely worry about a lot of dogs will growl have play growls and make noise and things in this kind of play don't worry about it massively look at the overall picture if the dog has got fluid body movements i mean if he's standing really still looking at you over the top of the toy and growling i think perhaps you've got a problem mm. but if he's enjoying it and he's fluid and bouncing about the place and having a great time a little bit of noise is nothing to worry about great chasing some dogs like chasing or being chased but chase me by other dogs some dogs don't care who's chasing them as long as everyone's zooming around so again <laughs> i guess that's what you just touched upon there as long as it looks like they're happy and you know, they're enjoying themselves, chasing each other with tails up and, and the, the, the crazy flared leg thing that they do when they're enjoying themselves. They, they put on that crazy legs crane type leaping uh, motion, which is I just find hilarious in puppies. You do find that they, some dogs will actually just nose the football around the garden, won't they? Yeah. Or they'll nose it to each other. And before you know it, you've kind of got a doggy football yeah, yeah absolutely yeah yeah we have this so i have three dogs and the the middle dog takes her toy to one of the others and does exactly that shoves <laughs> it with her nose can you do that please now? and then the other one is usually just looks at her but, <laughs> but what she wants is for the other dog to engage with yeah her. absolutely yeah i think it's and if she gets ignored by the dog, do you does that get transferred to you? <laughs> then it's the next dog then it's me <laughs> i feel like i'm quite low in that in that game <laughs> um yeah so chasing again with all play styles there will be breed specifics so one of my dogs is a lurcher she's got a need to run fast mm. and a little bit of a need to chase she's not as chase driven as some so you're always looking at that but you have to be mindful with chase so it doesn't tip into prey mm. so don't get the dog you have to be careful the dog particularly a puppy doesn't end up in a situation where he's actually scared so he's not being chased he's running away right got you there's okay. a subtle difference so i think be mindful a little bit with that the other thing i would say as well from a training point of view dogs that chase heavily will want to keep repeating that so it provides chase provides huge amounts of endorphins so for example if you've got a dog that likes to chase birds is a good example a lot of dogs like that they run into the birds the birds fly up no problem right but if you've got a dog that spots the bird in the sky and then is chasing off after it maybe right. you might okay. want to do something about that a little right. bit right <laughs> yeah i can see that will cause some problems indeed I've read somewhere that there's a phenomenon called predatory drift, which can be quite alarming. A large dog can start to see a small dog she's chasing as more of a squirrel. Does that ever 
Have you heard of that or is that just an alarmist yeah. thing that I've read somewhere? No, so I think predatory behaviour in general absolutely can come in, particularly in chasing behaviours or in more rough play, more body yeah. slamming, those kind of things. I was just thinking of puppies being smaller, you know, by the, because they're puppies. Yeah, I th- and this is what I mean. So I think you've got to be careful that they don't end up in that situation where they trigger that in another dog. Right. So... A more prey-driven dog will tip into that behaviour a lot quicker, particularly once it gets running, right? right? So he starts running and then he can quickly activate his, what we call his predatory sequence. It is not that likely in dogs. If they're social enough to be off the lead, running about, playing nicely with a puppy, what I might expect to see is they tip into prey and make more chase and maybe a little bit of grab, like frustration, but not so much that they're going to grab the dog and hurt it. <laughs> that right. should not be happening, no, hopefully. No. no. Okay, so um, clearly toys are uh, probably one of them, apart from you, of course, the most important thing in a puppy's life, according to the puppy. They're going to love their toys. <laughs> oh. And uh, we've pretty much covered a plethora of toys. But sometimes there are spaces and places and times where you don't want toys. So, Claire North, where would you advise when your puppy doesn't or want them, need them, or require them places and times? What, what's, what's your take yeah, on that? Yeah, so I think the, the big one for me is going to be around downtime and crate. So you'll have heard us talk in previous episodes about the importance of rest and sleep and for development and growth. The crate or whatever space puppy has that, that is his space where he sleeps and where he rests really ought not to have too much in it because you don't want it to be a stimulating place. You want it to be a place of rest. So what he needs to understand is that when I go there, I'm calm, I relax. If you fill that space full of toys, all that happens is he becomes more stimulated than he was in the first place. And that's and particularly if you're popping out and you're going to put puppy in the crate and then he's flinging toys about all over the place, then the next thing is eating his bed. It's not a good mental space for him he so it's like to... the equivalent of us drinking three espressos before we go to bed <laughs> yeah yeah nobody needs that in their no, life <laughs> seriously not so the crate or whatever space you use to contain puppy where he's restful minimal or no toys really dependent oh, okay. a little bit on puppy maybe one of the comfort of toys yeah, i was gonna yeah. say what if they yeah, like to see this one yeah yeah claire gavin yeah no I, I i think i totally agree and you know it's really important that if you are for whatever reason closing the crate door the the puppy really should never ever be left with a toy in that crate if the crate's open just as a safe space or the the puppy's bed and they know that that's the place where they go to rest and sleep but they can get out at any time i think that um the puppy will self-select to a certain extent and if they've got a a kind of bias towards comfort toys that they like just like the teddy like you said earlier, teddy. Taking their teddy exactly i think that that's that's okay but actually the stimulating toys i agree and the bright colored toys i i, I don't think i would do that i think it no. needs to be just about sleep time and and training the right yeah, behavior for sure. comfort blanket allowed comfort toy teddy allowed Indeed. nothing else yeah. Indeed. simple one of mine, um, one of my dogs, she's called Mavis. Um, cool name. She's gonna be, she's gonna be famous now, famous Mavis. Um, <laughs> she has got um, a pets at home. It's a monkey toy, so it's quite long. Yeah. Um, she's got this monkey, and that is her comfort toy, and she takes that basically everywhere, and definitely to bed. De- and she's, you know, she's had it. She's had it since puppyhood. Oh, it's been washed her. a lot, that kind of thing, <laughs> and it goes, yeah. And she puts it in her bed 
like a nest. So taking your it. taking your toy as they sleep help is yeah. a good thing. Yeah. But actually as a waking up help is not a good thing. No. <laughs> oh well that's very sweet. And um, they're just like us. They're just like babies. They, they like they like they taking their little are. comfort blanket to bed with them. Oh bless. The worst thing is that, you know, you, you get this puppy and you think it's just going to be the perfect cute little gorgeous baby but actually you have to interact with it and you have to play with it that's how they learn that's Mm. how they experiment with things and that's how they you know they'll they'll always have a go at sneaking your slipper won't they because they know to your point that that will get you exactly where they want you Mm. and and they want to play with you and it's, it's a signal isn't it so if you're not doing it if they are taking stuff I think your point is is really key that that's like you you're not playing with me enough yeah yeah i'm desperate for some attention yeah, yeah. as soon as the slippery Sorry, starts being dragged across the room it, it, i always feel just a little bit grateful if, if i go in the house and my dogs bring me things i'm like well, yeah. thank you i'm glad that you missed me when i wasn't yeah. here you know um i mean I've, my dogs are with me all the time so like you Likewise. know my, my van's created in the back and they're in there now and stuff but you know uh, if i pop out for an hour and when i come back they're like oh you've been gone all week oh here is one half brings, a monkey yes here's my monkey <laughs> toy but you can't touch it but you yeah. can take you know that yeah. kind of thing i think it is important because and what maybe it's worth saying as well if you can build relationship with a particular type of toy and you then going forward you can start to utilise that out and about when you're looking at further training in an adolescent dog. So recall, for example, I would recall mine always onto a toy because ultimately you're going to make more value. In most dogs, play is more valuable than anything, particularly if it's with you. So I'd be looking at that interaction to build on that absolutely from, from being puppies. So puppies are demanding as we know that's yeah, you know that's, that's what you sign up for yeah absolutely um and they'll all be demanded in different ways some are demanding they want more attention they're a companion breed they want to sit on you they want cuddling some are more demanding play 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 obviously you need to look at these things with regards to rest is all that happening and everything but you also need to be meeting those needs and interacting with yeah. that dog that's really important and your relationship with that dog really is everything okay well that seems like a very good point to end on this podcast thank you to both of you thank Thank you you. um and yeah so the importance of play folks we've uh chatted through the toys please remember go online go in store ask a team member if you're unsure as to what kind of toy your puppy needs at his particular time of his uh adolescence Get in touch with us. We'd love to see your photos of um, interactions with your puppies and, of course, their favourite toy. Let us, I'd love to see pictures of your puppy with their favourite toy. All the information that you need can be found at petsathome.com anyway or go in store and ask a member of the store team. Thank you, ladies. I am now going to sit on the sofa in the studio and play with some of these toys myself because they're amazing. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, thank you so much for your expertise and we'll see you next time. Thank, thank you. you. See you soon. See you soon.